0: Sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, accelerate your business growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. Hi everybody, thanks so much for joining me. My guest today is Christina Lenkowski. Christina is a forward-thinking publicity strategist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best kept secret to go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. During her 13 years of PR agency and consulting work, Christina has helped clients earn spots in print publications like Martha Stewart Living, Sunset, Reader's Digest, and Big Life. Christina herself has been featured on websites like medium.com, and CEOhacks.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, Christina.
1: I'm so excited to be here and be in front of your audience. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to have you here and, and, uh, you know, really dig into this topic of um, guesting on podcasts. And um, I I just want to start with like a foundational question and have you explain to the listeners why being a guest on podcast is so important for speakers and authors.
1: Well, how much time do we have? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I can uh, I can kind of give a general overview. Like you said, um, you know, there there's multiple reasons, but really, what it comes down to, and what I try to explain to people all the time, is that you know, people don't necessarily associate publicity as part of their marketing plan. Um so marketing really falls into three pieces and that's earned owned and paid and owned and paid are the things that people pay a lot of attention to paid is ads and maybe an influencer campaign where money is exchanged um owned is stuff that you own so your website your social media channels that type of thing you control the content that goes out on both of those channels but kind of that third piece of that pie which is earned media, is what I focus on. And that's the publicity. That's something that is not paid for. It's when a third party is essentially endorsing you or writing a story about you, just telling their audience about what it is that you do. And this is such an important part of growing your business. And it's just like having, um, you know, that kind of word of mouth marketing you might get from other people. You're doing that just on an amplified stage. But the reason that it gets overlooked a lot is because it's not a guarantee. When you send out a pitch, you might not, you know, see a return on that necessarily. But if you place an ad, you can know, oh, okay, I placed this ad, I have this exact return on it. And that's not exactly how publicity works. Um, it's more of a tipping point. It's more of a, um, you know, building your credibility and stuff like that. So it is so incredibly important, especially for authors um, and speakers, like you said to kind of have that credibility out there for other people to know that, hey, they've been in front of other people. It's not just them talking you know, or telling their story all the time.
0: So it feels like it's, it's sort of that um, social credibility that someone else thinks this person is worth a conversation.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And I know it's super meta for me to be on a podcast talking about the being <laughs> podcast, but um, yes, it is exactly what we're doing here. You know, you uh, received a pitch about me. You were able to say, yes, I think that Christina could bring value to my audience. And so here I am in front of your audience and um, you know, want to want to kind of share with them my expertise and my insights.
0: Got it. Okay. So are, are there things that entrepreneurs like can be doing right now to start pitching themselves to podcasts?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. I think the the first few things that you need to do is one, get super clear on who that ideal customer or that ideal client is for you. And I'm sure most of your audience members out there have already done that. They have, you know, this ideal customer, this ideal client that they're going after. But the reason I say to get super, super clear on that is I don't want you wasting your time on podcasts. You know, you need to be strategic about the shows that you're going on and making sure that you're getting in front of an audience that's full of those ideal customers. Um, You know, you don't even really need to worry about the size or anything like that. Um, It should just be more of who is that person that they're speaking to.
0: Okay. So that's so valuable. I, I can, you know, as a podcast host, I can tell you, I periodically, it doesn't happen a lot, but I will get a pitch from someone where um, their story or, or their, you know, whatever it is that they want to talk about has nothing to do. Like my audience is not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And you're not alone in that, Diane. I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of hosts. first of all, the amount of hosts that say the majority of the pitches they get aren't aren't that great. They're not well-researched. They've clearly never listened to their show, um, you know, things like that. And, and that's kind of a, a, a symptom of what you're just saying there is pitching someone with a guest or an idea that makes absolutely no sense for their audience. Um, the thing that I teach uh, a bunch and something that I also really instill in my private clients as well is... When you are a guest on a podcast, you need to be going into it with a mindset of service over Mm self-promotion. And I think that will set the tone for everything that you do in your interview, for the way that people perceive you. You know, you want to be here bringing value. If they like what you have to say, they're going to want to come and find out more about you.
0: Right. Right. That's huge. All right. And so if someone has a team, how... Should mm-hmm. the team be pitching the, you know, the owner or the, the expert, whatever to pitch? Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that we definitely come across that where there's um, entrepreneurs that are interested in having a staff member do pitching on their behalf. Um, you know, the thing that I really recommend there is for them to learn how to pitch Um, And there are, you know, courses that do that. Um, I mean, I have a course that does that. I also have a VIP day for setting up team members too. Um, And the reason that I say that is otherwise you're going to have this team member spending all this time sending pitches, but they don't know what they're doing. And so it's going to be the exact situation that you just spoke about, Diane. You know, they don't know that they're supposed to be tailoring a pitch to a certain show. They don't know that they're supposed to be you know, how to find the contact information for the shows that they think, you know, would be good for, for their boss, um, those types of things. So that's really what I recommend is getting them trained up a bit so that they can feel comfortable doing that pitch work because the amount of just cookie cutter pitches that go out there into the world Mm. is crazy. crazy. And that's why, you know, when, me or my team and you know when we send out pitches, the responses we get are, you know, we get a much higher response rate, a much higher acceptance rate because we've taken the time to do that research. And if you can help your team member be able to do that, it's going to be much more successful for you and for them.
0: Right. Right. I just think that's so important. Um now, okay, so so let's talk some about like this research because mm-hmm. Some podcasts don't have guests. Correct. Right? Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's just the, the host talking about whatever. Yep. So are, are there particular places that you find valuable for trying to find the right podcasts?
1: You know, um, really, I do almost all the research for my clients in Apple Podcasts, iTunes.
0: Um, really? so
1: yes, it is, it is there, are, there are directories out there that are that kind of thing. And, you know, that's something you can go look at if that's of interest for you. But, um, what I typically do is, you know, again, find out what that exact audience is that they're looking for. And then I research in Apple podcasts. Uh, for shows that would fit that and I actually do have to set I have a little analog timer on my desk (laughs) Um, and I just set a timer for myself because I can go down a real rabbit hole um, on iTunes because iTunes has this really or Apple podcasts either way same thing but if you want to call you know one thing that they have at the bottom is this like you might also like or you know people that listen to this podcast also subscribe to XYZ And so that's where I can really find myself going down a rabbit hole. I find a show that I really like or that I think could be a good fit. I scroll down to the bottom and then there's all these other options that open up. Um, So then I want to look in there, take a look at them. To your point, make sure that they actually accept guests. Um, Another thing that I'm looking at is, are they current? So are they currently publishing episodes? Um, Because you will find that a lot in Apple Podcasts that um you know the the podcast hasn't had a new episode in months or even years
0: Um, so you want to
1: make sure before you obviously go and spend the time to pitch that they seem to still be publishing regularly and twice a month is totally fine they don't need to be doing it every week but as long as it's up to date and current
0: okay all right that's interesting okay um Okay. So you mentioned before about not being, you know, being of service, not of mm-hmm. selling. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what are some other guidelines for being a good guest on a podcast? Sure, I
1: mean, I think there's a few things that I would say right off the bat. And one is listen to the show. Um, so before you're a guest on anyone's show, and I mean, I, I, we do this before we even pitch. So if you're pitching yourself, hopefully you've already done this. But um, if you have a team member pitching you or something like that, and you get accepted onto a show, listen to an episode or two of the show. Um, and that is really going to help you feel more comfortable before you get on the host is going to know that you've listened to the show, trust me. Um, So those are the things, that's something that I definitely recommend doing. On the other end, once the show publishes, make sure and get it out on all your channels and tag the host or the show. Um, So, you know, as soon as this episode comes out, I'll be putting it on all my channels, on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn, you know, sending out my e-newsletter and making sure that I'm tagging Diane in those and um, she can see that I'm getting the word out as much as possible to my audience as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's key. Because that's part of it, right? That, that yep. everyone wins when everyone is sharing.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have a question that I think a lot of people are probably thinking in their head, which is, Okay, <laughs> how does someone get leads from being a guest on a podcast?
1: Yeah. Great question. So at the end of every podcast, pretty much, um, I imagine Diane will probably do this at the end of, at the end of this one, Mm -hmm. she'll say, where can I, where can people find out more about you? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, where can people get to know you? That type of thing. So what you want to have prepared at the end of, um, you know, before you hop on to any kind of call is what your distinct call to action is going to be. And you want to have something that is going to be driving people to you. So maybe that's a web page where you have a free download or something like that. That totally works. Um, or perhaps it's your social media channel, a specific social media channel that you have. For some people, that's the top of their funnel. Um, and that's where they like people to go. So, um, you know, whatever it is, have one clear call to action. And then when the time comes, when they set you up for the volley, you know, you can, you can um, give that exact information and drive people to you.
0: Whether you're a seasoned designer or a total novice, with Visme, you can create engaging, dynamic, branded content that makes people ask, how did you do that? Visit tinyurl.com slash seizevisme to explore. If you're a small business owner or salesperson who struggles with getting the sales results you're looking for, grab a copy of Succeed Without Selling, on Amazon, and wherever books are sold. And if you haven't seen all Audible.com has to offer, you don't know what you're missing. Sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth. Okay. So so one of the things that I'm hearing is um, that you really want to make sure you're prepared to... Oh, yes, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. to, To offer as much as you can, but also to be prepared to provide people something intelligent that they can do to connect with you afterward.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, when I'm a guest on a podcast, I always want to be giving quick, actionable items that people can do. Um, Like, you know, how we talked about figuring out that ideal customer being one or just making sure you're really clear on that, um, stuff like that. But then, yeah, I want to have at the end, I want to have somewhere where they can further their knowledge or further finding me. Um, And people joining my list is great, but I'll be honest, a lot of the times it's more so where I get a DM or someone shoots me an email after they heard me on a show. Um, That's kind of where more, even more of that lead generation happens than just like general large amount of list building.
0: Ah, that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm because
1: people feel like they know you,
0: right. You know, they hear
1: you on a podcast and they feel connected to you. And, I, and I mean, they know you in, in a good sense. Um, You know, right. they, they know, like, and trust you. They're like, oh, okay. This is someone that I agree with, or they brought up some really good points. Like, I want to see, you know, if I could work with them further or kind of what else they have to offer.
0: Right. And that, and that's really, really what you're trying to achieve so absolutely yeah um I had a question about that um so when you go to share episodes that you've been on mm-hmm. is there such a thing as oversharing or like is there is there a process like a, a certain cadence that you think makes sense
1: well I typically try to keep any clip when I share to under a minute. Um, So that's typically how I promote an episode is I will create an audiogram, And that's something I'll I'll tell you guys the best website for this. This is called headliner.app and they have a free option. And um, essentially all you have to do once you're a podcast guest and the episode airs that you've been on, you just go into this app, you know, I just do it on my, on my desktop. You put in the podcast name, it pulls it up and it pulls up all the audio. And then you're able to just choose a snippet from in there that you want to have it pull into this audiogram. Um, And I recommend, excuse me, a minute or less because then you can post it on Instagram, like on your Instagram feed. They Uh don't do videos over a minute. Um, So I typically do less than a minute. I try to find a spot where me as the guest was really giving some valuable insight there. Um, and then it actually creates the whole image for you, um, you know, on this headliner app. So you really don't have to do anything other than go through the little wizard that creates it for you. Then you can download it and you can upload it on, to, or it can even go straight into your social media channels. Um, and then I'll just write a little caption, you know, about what we spoke about in the interview. And I'll make sure and tag the host in there um, so that they can see and share if they want to um, that I posted that information.
0: Okay. So what are your thoughts on using that audiogram on YouTube? Um,
1: I don't, I I mean, truthfully, I don't know too much about YouTube. Um, it's not an area of focus for Mm me. Um, but I mean, I guess I, I don't know how like a minute would does on YouTube like I don't know if that's enough time or not um I and to be honest that's kind of the thing you said like I wouldn't want to share a whole lot of an interview like probably not more than five minutes okay um because the host wants people to go and listen to the interview on their you know they want someone to go and, and download the episode and listen to it Um, so you don't want to obviously step on their toes by essentially giving the whole episode away, you know, for other people and, you know, your audience and stuff like that. But giving a few minutes, I mean, I I said the Instagram thing specifically, but on YouTube, if you could create a clip that was maybe a couple minutes long or something, I don't see that being an issue, but just make sure that you're not, you know, giving away too much.
0: Okay. That, that, that is a great point because it's been this weird thing that. Like I've had people reach out to me and say, you should be putting, you know, your episodes on, <coughs> excuse me, on YouTube. I could see me doing it because, yes, you know, I'm, exactly. I'm a host, Exactly. But there's really no video. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's interesting, because I've been noticing this trend to like, I I practice what I preach. So I'm on podcasts every month as well. Um, And uh, some of them will record video now as well. And that's simply to put up on YouTube. Um, So the they'll just strip the audio from the zoom and have that go for the podcast, but then they will be putting um, the whole thing up on on YouTube. I don't know. I don't know if, if that has a lot of reach, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, but it is something that I'm noticing more people doing.
0: Okay. All right. So that the jury's still pretty much out on that one, I would say.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a podcast host, so I I just don't know. Right. Um, but you know, it, it, it it may be beneficial for, for some people for sure.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I totally get this idea of really what people should be doing is pointing people toward the actual podcast where, you know, mm-hmm. wherever the podcast was. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that should be on Apple podcasts? Cause you know, a lot of like, I know this one is syndicated all over the place, but do you think Apple mm-hmm. podcasts is the place to point?
1: I would always have Apple podcasts be the number one place you point to. Yes.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. I think and, and now having them on various channels is great. Like I having it on more than Apple Podcasts is wonderful. But it's it's just that I just mean in regards to um, everyone pretty much uses iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I mean, I mean, not everyone, obviously, but a lot of people use those those things. And um, I think it's just recognized as being kind of the the number one spot where you're gonna find podcasts.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. Okay.
1: But having it on more than that one is great. Like that's, that's definitely not a bad thing. Right. Um, It's just that make sure out of anything that, like, I guess my point is if you're like thinking about being on a podcast or even starting a podcast, make sure that you're going to be on Apple podcasts and if other (laughs) things are on there, then great. Like that's wonderful. But, but make sure that that is one place where you're going to be sitting, you know, where you'll be showing up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I just, so uh, like some, a lot of people um, record their or, you know, they, they have a homepage for their podcast. Like for example, yes. this one currently is on blog talk radio. So yep. mm-hmm. all of the episodes live there but it seems like it's better for me to be pointing people to where it is on Apple podcasts than on blog talk radio.
1: I mean, I would just say, I don't have any stats to back this up, but I would say yes. And the reason for that is because, you know, your podcast ranks higher, the more people listen to your show on Apple podcasts or download it XYZ on your website. That's great, but it doesn't do anything for your podcast in regards to like its rankings or anything like that. Um, so that's just kind of something to keep in mind there. But I do think that having your podcast be on your website is also a good thing because okay. if people stumble on your website and they're able to listen to some of your podcasts, that, that in no way is that a bad thing, right? you know, but when it comes to directing people to your podcast, I would probably direct them to the, to the iTunes. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. That's great. That, that definitely answers that. Okay. Are there any, um, Like, really big flashing lights as far as things not to do to either become Um, a guest or, you know, once you're guesting.
1: I mean, we kind of spoke about it and I've reiterated on it a few times. And I'm sure you know this from getting a ton of pitches, but don't be that person that sends crappy pitches. Um, You know, that's that's really uh, what I would say is a big don't do. Um, because it's just not gonna get you anywhere, um, I would rather that you send two really great pitches that are well researched as opposed to ten pitches that are just cookie cutter and don't even make sense for who the the hosts are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's that to me would be would be a big no no is is just sending pitches without really any thought <clears throat> to it okay. um, the other thing would be just being on shows to. Um, like just being on any show to be on shows, um, because it's not a quantity game; it is definitely a quality game.
0: Yeah, boy, that that that's big. It so is. Hmm. Now I know with this podcast, a lot of people use, um, you know, companies uh, to pitch them. Hmm. Um, and how, how would you suggest somebody find the right fit for themselves? Cause there seems to be a, you know, a bit of a variety.
1: There is definitely a variety. I mean, and this is something that we do on behalf of, of clients as well. Um, we have a podcast pitch broker service that we use, um, but there are a few, you know, multiple different companies out there. And, you know, you can always have calls with any of them. Of course, I'd love to chat with you if this is something that's of interest. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that we do that's a little different at Publicity by Christina is we actually guarantee bookings, like we guarantee a number of placements. Um, And so that's something we do. It's a little different. And the reason that we do that and the reason that I'm so adamant about doing this is because I work, you know, you said in the beginning of the show, I worked for PR agencies for a really, really long time. And it would drive me absolutely insane that we can never give any kind of guarantees because that's just the world of PR. Um, You know, you can't necessarily say, oh, this for sure will happen. This for sure will happen. But it, and so I can't say I'm going to get you eight placements in X, Y, you know, and these are the eight places. I can't say that. But what I can say is me and my team are going to get you an eight, quality shows that are the right fit for your audience. Um, And so that's something that we work hard to do. And if we have to send more pitches because of that, then that's on us. Um, You know, that's not something that our client has to, has to deal with or has to pay for anything like that. Um, And that's just because again, I, I mean, I'm a small business entrepreneur myself. Like I have a small team and I want to know what I'm going to be getting at the end of the day, if I'm investing in something like that. Um, so that's why that's so important to me, but you know, there are obviously a a bunch of different places out there. Some are going to focus on certain kinds of entrepreneurs over other kinds of entrepreneurs, Mm. um, or not even just entrepreneurs, but you know, anyone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would just say, take a look around, see what's the right fit for you and, um, you know, can move forward from there.
0: That's great. I think that's really valuable. So Speaking of which, tell the listeners how they can find you. See everyone? See? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happens right at the end there. I knew it. Um, yes, I would love for people to reach out and find me. You can reach me at publicitybychristina.com backslash booked. Um, and I'll make sure that Diane has that, inf- that uh, for, the, for the show notes. Yeah. Um, but it's Publicity X Christina with a CH. So, publicityxchristina.com backslash booked. And I actually have a free download on there, which is a checklist on how to know if you're ready to become a podcast guest. Um, and then there's also a few ways that you can find how to work with me um, below that as well. And yeah, I'd love to have people come on over and, um, you know, get, that, get their hands on that checklist.
0: That's so great. And see, folks, you have just witnessed
1: <laughs> in real time. I exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing this information and listeners. Thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of accelerate your business growth, a production of evergreen podcasts, discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com as always continue to prosper, and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit?